I am truly excited about tonight. And I pray already that your day has been going good. I pray that y'all had some wonderful weekend. I hope you were able to enjoy your weekend. And in today, I am again, very excited, being very honest with y'all. I'm a little bit nervous on today. Um, had to have my wife calm me down a little bit because of the conversation as well as who God has chosen to be a part of tonight's conversation. I know and believe that it's going to truly bless you. Now, for all of you that are already on, do me a favor. Go ahead and share this. Make sure that you are liking and please make sure that you are commenting um, on tonight's conversation. One of the things that is going to help to continue to reach as many people as possible is not only that you're on and that you're watching as much as I also I love that part, but I also need you to make sure that you are liking, that you are commenting on it because it helps the algorithm and everything else to be able to make sure that it's impacting and reaching more and more people. So make sure that you like it. Make sure again that you're commenting. For those that are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other podcast um, places, make sure that you are liking as well, commenting, make sure you're sharing it with your family and your friends. And so tonight's discussion is going to be Continuing along this line that we've been dealing with, talking about let's build. And we've been looking at this context coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where Paul uses this statement dealing with a very important statement, being able to know how or watch how we build. And it helped us and helps me to understand that there is a specific way that God wants us to be able to build, not only when it's talking about businesses, but it's talking about our entire life. In every area of our lives, there are specific ways and areas that God wants us to be able to build. So in these um, couple podcasts that we've already had on this conversation, we've been going through trying to understand being able to make sure that we are building the right way. And so today's discussion, we're going to deal with the same context, but we're going to deal with building leadership. And we want to make sure that we are building great leadership. So in the comments, again, make sure y'all post um, post something for me so I can make sure that again, that you're on. I want to make sure that you're engaged on tonight. Make sure that you're liking, make sure that you share and do this now. And right after this, I'll be right back with the one and only who you'll see in a minute. <laughs> I ain't going to let y'all know yet until you come back. So you got to stay a little bit longer just to be a part of this conversation. But right after this, we'll be right back. And we'll Welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Haim Roche, and I am here to be able to give you the tools that you need to find the greatness that's within you. I believe that when we can be able to transform you, we can be able to impact your world. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor 
was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or might need to do it in my car. So I am able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. So I am proud and happy and excited to be able to introduce to some and also reintroduce to others the one and only, I would say it this way, uh, Dr. Gregory Cruel. Please give him some love. Show him some love in this post. Make sure y'all know that he is in the building. Say hi to him. And let's make sure that we show him some love right here on the Focus on Greatness. Um, Dr. Cruel, say hello to everybody, sir. Greetings to everyone. What a joy it is to be here together this evening. Behold how good and pleasant it is for all of us to dwell together in unity. We're certainly unified tonight on this podcast. Yes, sir. So I'm excited about our conversation on the night. Um, and I know that you are excited as well. Um, so before we dive in, let the people know something about you. Just give them a little bit of history about yourself and then we will go from there. Well, um, there's so much uh, that could be said, but let me simply say I'm just grateful to be a servant of the Lord because even tonight's podcast Uh, My very heartbeat is that of the subject matter on building leaders. And over the course of almost 40 years now, I got saved in March of 1979. God has been building me a tabernacle, a vessel fit for his use. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything that I could say about myself, I'm just glad to be called a servant. You can call me anything. Just don't call me late (laughs) for dinner. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, So again, we want to go ahead and dive into um, today's conversation. Um, For all those that are watching live, you should be able to see his um, Facebook, his his Twitter, as well as his LinkedIn information, where you can be able to continue to stay up and continue to walk and follow him. Um, so make sure that y'all please go onto his Facebook page, go onto his, his Twitter. And for those that are in the LinkedIn family, please make sure that you are connecting with him because I do believe, which y'all should know by now, I'm not going to bring anybody to this platform that I don't believe that is going to come with some form of information that is going to help us to be able to develop and be who we need to be. And I believe that this man of God is one of those that is going to help us in this context that we're dealing with tonight, which is dealing with leadership. Um, when 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 God put this context of conversation of let's build and really started to speak to me about it, uh, surely when it came in reference to leadership, this is exactly who God put on my heart. I was hoping that he said yes, and I'm grateful that he did. Um, I thought I was going to go and have to go buy him some chicken and bribe him a little bit just to get him <laughs> on the podcast. But um, but I'm gl- I'm grateful for you being on tonight, and um, we're not going to waste any more time 
time, but I want to go ahead and dive right into this conversation. So let's start with this mindset so we can all make sure that we are under the same definition, um, the same mindset, so we'll know what direction that we're going. When we think about leadership, what would you define leadership as being? Well, I think we can start with Jesus in Matthew chapter uh, 20 in the Passion Translation of the Bible, because when you talk about Paul building over in 1 Corinthians 2, well, where did Paul get the concept of mm -hmm. building? Certainly, as you mentioned earlier, it's the building concept or idea has so many different facets, but that's because God is multifaceted. Right. But if we're going to talk about building leaders, I think it begins where Jesus says in Matthew chapter 20, he that will be great amongst you must be servant of all hmm. because the disciples said they were having, um, well, actually, let me back up a little bit. When you read, mm -hmm. the, read like from verse 20 through 28, what we have in the Passion Translation, Salome, the scripture mm -hmm. says the wife of Zebedee. Salome was Mary's sister or mm -hmm. Jesus' aunt. So mm. now, and I love the I love the, the passion translation because the scripture says she walks over to Jesus and says, Can you do me a favor? In the passion translation, mm -hmm. take my two sons, James and John, and when you enter to your kingdom, let them rule with you. Let them mm. rule with you. And Jesus <laughs> says, Listen, it's not. And then he goes over, he looks at his cousins in the mm -hmm. eye. That's what the scripture says. He looks right. into the eyes of James and John <laughs> and asks them, Are you prepared? to drink from the cup of suffering that I'm about to drink from? And they mm. both said, yeah, we can do that. We're ready for that. Having no idea as to what was before them. Jesus said, indeed, you go drink from this cup. Mm -hmm. But to give you the positions that your that my aunt just asked for you, that's my father's the only one that does that. Because mm. I want you to know, let me read verse 26. Verse 26 mm -hmm. says, I'm sorry, verse 25, Jesus knowing their thoughts, Jesus knowing what they were thinking. Now mm -hmm. that helps me because God always knows what we're thinking. They had been arguing, fussing, and fighting with one another coming down the Damascus, coming down the road. Mm -hmm. And now Jesus knowing their thoughts after his auntie says, Let me, can you do me a favor? Bring James and John and let them rule. No, we we ain't rolling like that. Right, but now right. in the 25th verse, the scripture says, Jesus knowing their thoughts, called them to his side and said, Kings and those with great authority in this world, they rule oppressively over their subjects like tyrants. Verse 25, but this is not your calling. You mm. will lead by a completely different model. Whoever mm. will be great amongst you must be servant of all. So to answer the first question, if you're talking about building leaders, it's got to mm -hmm. begin with what Jesus said, because he went on to say, even the son of man did not come to be served. He mm -hmm. came to serve and to give his life as a ransom, which mm -hmm. ransom carries the same connotation as salvation, salvation meaning to rescue and to escape. So mm. Jesus said the whole purpose of me serving in the earth and what you've been called to do to serve in the earth as I'm building you as a leader is to serve, to help mm -hmm. rescue, to help people to escape from the trappings of this world. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> so if if because normally when we look at the context, surely this definition of leaders, we only look at it in sometimes we can look at it. I'll say it this way is that leaders are the ones that we see in front. 
those are the people that are leading. Um, and based upon even what you're saying, yes, they're in the front, but they're in the front to serve the rear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I think that that's, that's the, the, the great picture, like you're saying in reference to defining what this context of leadership is, that's the great picture of what Jesus is saying. Yes, I'm, I'm the head. <laughs> yes, I am in front. Yes, I'm the, you know, I'm all of those things in reference to, I'm leading you somewhere, but my objective and my job is to serve those that follow me. So if we want to be this type of leader where we are, because this is more so dealing with really, I, I believe it should be across the board, but we more so should be able to surely see this in reference to as, as Christians in this aspect, in our daily form of, of leadership and lifestyle. Um, but I know that there is examples or bad examples of what we see as leaders, where leadership is all y'all are serving me as being the head. Um, and, and it's what I want that type context of leader but what, what for us to be servant leaders in this aspect, for us to be servant leaders, how do you build that type of leader? Like what material, what thought process or mindset of heart do we have to be in to be that type of leader? Well, what comes to mind, and you and I, we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. uh, God chose my hand to write what we call the ethnos leadership process. Mm -hmm. Rooted in Mark eleven seventeen, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. The word nations is ethnos. And mm -hmm. then again, in Acts 17 and 26, he says, and have from one blood hath he made all nations of men to dwell upon the face of the earth. Again, the word nations is ethnos. And so right. the model has three components, purposeful relationships, authentic accountability that becomes my professional responsibility. Purposeful relationships are those relationships that are valued, trusted, and respected. Part of the problem mm. we have in our society today is people don't value one another. And wow. if they're, if people feel as though they're not valued, they're not going to trust, nor are they going to respect. But mm -hmm. if we as servant leaders establish purposeful relationships, it can't be, it's, it's got to be intentional. Purposeful right. relationships relate to me on my ship. In other words, mm. if you sail in south <laughs> and I'm sailing northwest, we'll never be able to establish a purposeful, intentional relationship because you can't even relate to me. So right, therefore, right. we'll never be able to establish the kind of relationship that's valued, trusted, and respected. Because when we establish the purposeful relationship, now that creates a bridge, a segue mm. to the second component, which is authentic accountability, which is reliable, dependable, and affirmational. And when we say reliable as servant leaders, we're talking about being credible and consistent in your character. When right. we talk about being dependable, if you are a mentoring leader and I'm following you and we've established a purposeful relationship, when mm -hmm. we talk about being dependable, I know I can call you at three o'clock in the morning mm. with my mistakes and with my failures. Right. And you're going to help me not only to go on, but to grow on. Well, how are you going to do that? Through the third element, which is affirmation. Affirmation, boy, I got more, I got more Bible than I got time. <laughs> Affirmation in its original Latin root means to make steady and to strengthen, mm -hmm. to support the strength and value of somebody. Right, and so right. that carries us to the third component, my professional and spiritual responsibility to develop those. We're still talking about serving leadership. That's what yes, Jesus sir. was doing with them 12 disciples. Yes, sir. We're still yes, talking sir. about serving leadership. We have the responsibility to develop those that we have the privilege to be able to lead and serve mm, mm, socially, mm, 
We live in a very diverse world. If you can't relate to people that are different than you are, how can God send you into all the world to make disciples? But then the second component is the emotional component. We are very emotional beings, but nobody's ever taught us how to deal with our emotions. But then there is the spiritual component. What does it mean to be a human being? Well, we see that some people have no clue or concept of what it means to be a human being. So we crash airplanes into the Twin Towers. Right. We, we we take suicide bombs in Afghanistan. So some people have lost sight of what it means to be a human being. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with, again, understanding what does it mean to be socially, emotionally, and spiritually mature? Because now the fourth element in this third component is mm-hmm. physically. How do I recharge my battery? Well, we know for servant leaders, you got to start with prayer. Prayer is the key to the kingdom and faith unlocks the door. And right. so when we start talking about um, this this whole idea of, of, of the material that's needed for being a leader, mm-hmm. it carries so much more humility, transparency, vulnerability, honesty. These attributes all protect us from hypocrisy. Yes, did I sir. say that out loud? I know. Yes, I you did. <laughs> but see, humility, honesty, transparency, vulnerability, it, it'll protect you from hypocrisy. Because mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. some of us, we start believing our own press. You can't believe your own press because, you know, oh, you did such a marvelous job. You're such a great leader. Well, to God be the glory. So right. that's always got to be our response. So just some of the material that, that goes into becoming a good leader, honesty, mm-hmm. humility, transparency, it'll keep you from being a hypocrite. Because Jesus said, how are you going to talk about your brother with, when you... You got a speck. He got a speck in yours. You got a log in yours. Come on, man. So that's one. Yes, I'm telling you, that's part of my prayer. Lord, don't ever let me be a hypocrite. Because that's what I once was. Right. You know, because you can preach. You can preach real good on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and live in the gutter Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about what makes what you cannot, you cannot live as a servant leader without humility. Mm. And humility is is strength under control. You right. can't live without vulnerability. That's a part of the accountability aspect. Mm-hmm. Who do you trust with you? Who can tell you the truth about you and you not become offended because you know it all? <laughs> of course, that was hypothetical. Yes, nobody believes that they know it all, right? Okay. <laughs> so it, so- it sounds like, and, and we have a question. I'm going um, to put it over so you can see it as well. But it sounds like, the material to be able to build a leader is the fundamentals really of building life. All of yeah. these things really we should be doing. We should be, we should be all hum- walking in humility. We should all be in a in a position where we're not walking in hypocrisy. Mm. So it's if that's the case, then what that means is all of us have the potential of being leaders. Yeah, all of us true. should be in a spot and in a place where we all should be able to be leaders. And so I want to put this on because I think this is a very good question um, to be able to put on. And it just ends up being uh, my, my my beautiful wife. So um, <laughs> so I, I can't get in trouble as well. So we're going to be good at, on that, too. So the question is, what does it mean to be socially, emotionally and spiritually mature? Um, again, it says, what does it mean to be socially, emotionally, and spiritually mature? 
if we were to use the current atmosphere of our nation today, mm -hmm. when you start talking about being socially mature, mm -hmm. see, diversity is actually humanity's greatest strength mm -hmm. because yes, sir. Uh, over the course of my life in ministry, uh, the, the times of, of school and things of that nature, I've learned from so many diverse persons. Because mm -hmm. again, when Jesus said in Mark 11, 17, my house should be called a house of prayer for all nations. He was talking about everybody. Yes, for sir. God so, everybody knows this passage, for God so loved the world. The world. He didn't say he yes, just sir. loved this nationality or this ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And so for us as servant leaders to be socially mature is developing the ability to relate to people that look different than I do. Mm -hmm. When we mm -hmm. talk about being emotionally mature, we had, um, there was a brother that was, um, I forgot his name, but he was, uh, he was um, when Ferguson, the Ferguson incident, mm -hmm. he was pastoring, mm -hmm. he was pastoring in a church uh, there and they called his name and I, his name escaped me right now. But at any rate, mm -hmm. he went downtown because he was going to protest right along with everybody else. But when he got right. downtown, when uh, Michael Brown, I think it was Michael Brown was, was killed, you know, mm -hmm. by the police officer. When he got downtown, they was throwing bricks and they was throwing <laughs> bottles through windows. He said, whoa, 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 I'm not down here for all that. But he was upset. <laughs> he was upset. But because what he saw was wrong, he said, no, I'm not. I'm not going here like that yet. I want my voice to be heard. So mm -hmm. now even the scripture itself says, be angry and sin not. So now, because we've never learned how to deal with our emotional selves. Years ago, it used to be mm -hmm. IQ. But now mm -hmm. what um, psychologists and psychiatrists and mental health professionals are telling us to be a greater or better leader, you've got to be an emotionally intelligent leader. In other yes, words, yes. What's, what's the buttons that push, what, what buttons push Greg Cruel? What mm. buttons, do I understand my own emotions? I would like to think that I've grown to a place where I'm not letting everything bother me, but all of us have got those tipping mm. points. But now have I grown in bringing my soul under control? Because the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance, which is self-control. Boy, mm -hmm. if we ever learn how to control that soul, but that's the challenge. We've right. never, we went through junior high school, high school, college, whatever else, but who taught us how to deal with our emotional selves? Because when you are an emotional, intelligent mm -hmm. leader, you understand your own emotions and you can use even your own emotions, what you know about yourself, to relate to other people because they are just as emotional as you are, but we don't give other people the same kind of um, platform that we mm -hmm. expect for ourselves. But being emotionally intelligent, you gotta learn what it means to be Greg Cruel or Hyrum Roche or because you can use all of that information to mm -hmm. be able to produce a revelation and a demonstration of the Spirit's power because you're able to relate to people better than you ever had before. Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so it's it for the surely when we're dealing with the surely this emotional piece socially, yeah. um, socially is vitally important. We we we're seeing the chaos of um, non-social, un-immature un social portions. We're seeing the chaos of what that looks like in our time now. 
but we're also looking at in reference to the emotional piece, it sounds like also from one of the statements that you made dealing with the diversity, it helps us to be able to develop emotionally. And I know sometimes we look at, uh, we get frustrated, I'll say it this way, because Yes, like you're saying, yes, people are pressing what we would consider as our emotional buttons. Um, you know, we get irritated, we'll get frustrated and things to that nature. But it also sounds like what you're also dealing with is those buttons per se might be getting pressed to show you those are the places you need to mature in. Absolutely. 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 So for us to develop we can look at the reason why whoever, it, it might be a family member, it might be a boss, it might be whoever that is, they might be the ones that's around you that are pressing the buttons to show you these are the places where you need to be able to develop. And you and I, I'll say it this way, all of us have to be humble enough to be able to say, okay, this is the place I'm not maturing. This is right. the place that I need to grow up in. This is the place that I need to step my game up in. Um, and right. again, this goes across the board. Now we're talking about leaders. And when we look at the context of leaders, I don't want for those that are listening and those that are watching, what I don't want you to think is we're only looking at the context of leaders when it comes in reference to who's leading in a business, who's leading in a ministry. No, I want you to look all the way down to who's leading in your home. I want you to look all the way down to you being a leader in your school, you being a leader in, in your family, no matter what that is, we all are in this context, or we all are leaders. And what we're showing and helping all of us to understand even tonight is that in us being leaders, the way that we're able to develop our leadership style or skill, I'll say it this way, is to understand that yes, we have to be socially, emotionally, and spiritually mature. And in that, we have to make sure that we are walking in humility. Now, I would say this is, um, it's not foundation, but it's, it's, it's a starting point for where I think we can be able to really transfer our move. Because one of the things that I know for me, um, for, for some time, it was very difficult for me to be able to see myself as a leader. Mm. Um, and, 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 and I, I don't know if that was just because of the context of what I, what I pictured a leader to be or the lack of what I thought was in my own self. So the question that I want to ask to be able to help again, all those that are, you know, that are watching and those that will be listening, um, what does it take? What does it take to be able to help a person to be able to see themselves as a leader? I think foundational for this question is Isaiah mm -hmm. 55 verses eight and nine, where okay. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither mm. are my ways your ways as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways and your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. Now, it's interesting because we know that whenever God gives a message to the minister, to the preacher, or it's always mm -hmm. first to the preacher, it's always first right. to the minister. Mm -hmm. Now, God is talking to Isaiah, the prophet. Mm -hmm. The priest, the one that stood in me, said, Isaiah, you don't think like I think. Right, right. As we remember in Isaiah chapter six, when he was in the temple and the glory of the Lord was high and lifted up, he said, whoa, man, I'm undone and I dwell amongst <laughs> an unclean people. Is it that he didn't see himself as a leader at that point? So mm. now later mm. in his walk with God, God says, wow. Isaiah, 
Now, this is this is a number of chapters later. Right. <laughs> Isaiah, <Right. laughs> you 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 don't think like I think, man. Mm. Your mm -mm -mm. ways are not my ways. But but wait a minute, what happened to Isaiah chapter six, where the where the seraphim brought the brought the coal down and touched his lips and he was clean and all that. Right. So I'm not listen. I'm not I'm not looking cross eyed at Isaiah. Right. I'm simply saying from the standpoint of maturity to be able to see ourselves as leaders is to be able to see ourselves like God sees us. Mm, 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 and so now in wow. Proverbs 23 and 7, the scripture says, as a man or woman thinks, mm -hmm. that's who they mm -hmm. really are. Yes, and sir. so because we name the name of the Lord Jesus as Christians, Christian like Christ. There's no greater leader ever to have existed in the in the world than Jesus. So if I'm naming the name of the Lord and I'm baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. there's a definition I want to add in here as well that we utilize at Ethnos Leadership. Okay. Because if you were to take a thousand people and put them in the same room, uh, uh, you got a thousand leaders. And if there's one word I think most of us could agree upon, it would be influence. Mm -hmm. So we define influence and ethnos leadership as the capacity to become a compelling, irresistible force mm -hmm. that affects the actions, behavior and conduct of others. We mm -hmm. see this in Acts chapter two, when the Holy Ghost came into the upper room, suddenly, suddenly and fell on them with like cloven tongues of fire. But mm -hmm. see, that's not all, because there were 15 other nationalities present that moment. Now, it was mm, 120 mm, mm, in the upper room because Jesus told him, go wait until you're right. being died with power from high. But see, what God had intended for all of you, there were 15, 15 different nationalities present saying, what in the world is happening here? And Peter stands up and says, this is that. That right. was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last mm. days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. So mm, mm, what? Mm, mm. Being able to see yourself as a leader has got to come by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thinking like God thinks. Practicing. Mm. There was a time in my life where there were I didn't necessarily understand that God had called me to be a leader. But because I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. All of us have influence, as you stated, in the elementary school and mm -hmm. on the basketball, wherever it is, because right. we are called to be like Christ. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, 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 <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, he's, getting, yeah, he's warming up, people. He's warming up. Here we go. <laughs> um, but I, I, wanted, I, I wanted to ask that question because I know that surely in the time that we're in, I'll use that in the time that we're in. It's a moment of where I believe that we need to understand that we all are leaders. We yeah. have some form of influence in every area. And so if because that's the fact, we, we need to start looking at our, like you're saying, look at ourselves as leaders and understand yeah. that within us is the things that God has already given unto us to be able to be who we're called to be. Um, I do love the aspect that you do use um, the prophet Isaiah, which which is a very powerful man of God, yeah. Um, yeah. a very powerful man of God and gave unto us so many different contexts to be able to help us to see Jesus 
Jesus and see God before Jesus even walks on um, walks on the earth. We'll say it that way. But what I what I what I love about that storyline is even like you pointed out. Yes, Isaiah saw something that a lot of us probably would never be able to see. Right. Um, you know, he he was able to see a side of heaven that we only read about based upon what the experience that he had. And even with those moments, he still did not see himself, as you as you pointed out, as a leader. And I believe that all of us have some moments in our lives where God allows us to be able to get a glimpse at who we're supposed to be, the, the the person that we're supposed to be. Even as even as we were talking, I think about Gideon and different people in the scriptures right. where, where God gives and shows us moments in our lives where, look, this is what I'm telling you. You are a leader. And yeah. so if you've never seen that, if you've never had an opportunity to be able to have a moment where someone said it to you and they always, or you had a moment in your life or times in your life where every time you thought you could do something for whatever purpose and reason somebody told you you wasn't supposed to be this or you could never do this. Let this be a moment to let you know and understand that you have leadership within you. You, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a leadership. You wouldn't be here if there's no one and no one that you're supposed to influence. There wouldn't be the purpose of why you are here. And so I want to I'm trying not to uh, get too excited as well. I'm trying to make sure that I stay calm because I already know if we both get go both get excited, we're gonna both be in trouble. Um, but, but what I what I what I want to make sure before we make this next shift and turn um, to this next question that I want to make sure that I have is I want us to all understand um, for those that are on right now live on Facebook, do me a favor. And I want you to post in the comment section right now, no matter where you are, if you're on somebody's shit, if you're on a, a watch party, if you're in here with me, make sure I want you to post. I am a leader. And, and I don't want you to look at or think about when you're, when you're posting this, I don't want you to think about, I can't be a leader because I did this. I can't be a leader because I'm not at this place. I can't be a leader because I'm not here. Realize and understand that leadership is, or yeah, being a leader or leadership is a developing thing. You're always developing. You're ever learning. Um, and so because of that, it does not just because you feel like at the point of your life that you are in now that you can't, that you can't be a leader. That doesn't, that doesn't disqualify you from being a leader. It doesn't disqualify from who God will use or choose you to be able to lead. What it says is that there's just more areas. There's just areas in our lives, just like myself, just like Dr. Cruel. There is areas where we are continually developing. And I love this because you have a man named Joseph who was in, who was in the prison and God still used him to be a leader. You, you have, different people throughout scripture that we can use that were in servant mode and were still leading. You have a man by the name of Nehemiah who was a cupbearer and he was still a leader. So it's all understanding that we need to see and I want us to understand. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation because in this, in this moment of where we're in, 
We have to have this settled within ourselves that we are leaders because I truly believe that, and I'm, and I'm about, oh God, I truly believe that in 2021, we are going to have to walk in the strength of being a leader. You're going to have to walk in this heavily and understanding that this is who you are. So you have to lead and lead strongly, lead confidently, understanding that again, we are not, none of us on here are perfect, but we follow somebody that is perfect. And we, we understand that he is the one that is developing us and strengthening us. And he's giving us and putting us in areas that we can develop those things. So let me stop because I, I am getting too excited. Let me calm it down. So let's go to this next question that I want to ask. And I want to make sure that we, we, we get these pieces is how do you, as a leader, because I've seen this and, and we both know, um, we, we all can see this in different areas, but how do we maintain a balance of leading and following. Um, because surely, as we all know, we're always in an ever developing, moving world. It's never going to stand still. It's always moving and maintaining, but it's it's trying to fa- find that balance of being a leader, but also doing this concept of balancing it with following. How do we do that as leaders? Well, you know, of course, hiring for us and, and the audience, our mm-hmm. foundation is the word of the Lord. And yes, that if, for me, there is no story that illustrates the point of your question like Jonathan and his armor bearer mm. in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6 and 7. And most of us are familiar with the story. Um, Jonathan says to his armor bearer, come, let's go up and discover ourselves because the Lord can deliver by many or by few. And mm-hmm. so now here's Jonathan and his armor bearer. One. Mm-hmm. Two, but on top of that hill is a garrison of Philistine soldiers. And depending on which scholar you read, a garrison could have been anywhere from 1,000 to 3,000 soldiers. So Jonathan says to his armor bearer, hey, come on, let's go up and discover ourselves because the Lord (laughs) can deliver by many or by few. And what, what blesses me so is that his armor bearer, he says, turn thee, man of God. Mm. Do all this in your heart to do, because I'm with you. This is the text, because I'm with you according to your heart. Now, that blows my mind, because (laughs) in one, two, Mm -hmm. all right, it's two of them, a thousand plus on top of this hillside. Mm. The armor Mm -hmm. bearer didn't flinch. He's okay, man of God, whatever is in your heart to do, I'm with you. So when mm. you talk about balancing, following, and leading, mm-hmm. Jonathan led by faith, the mm-hmm. armor bearer was balanced in his faith and his love and loyalty for his leader. I'm mm. really going to get excited here. I'm starting to feel like you're in a cartwheel. <laughs> because when you talk about that kind of love mm-hmm. and loyalty and commitment to leadership, in other words, it's two of them. Right, right. We have no indication that the armor bearer balked, hesitated, had any reservations. He said to his leader, "Turn whatever's in your heart to do, man, I'm with you according to your heart. So mm. did this young man not have any aspirations or dreams of his own? Did he not have a wife and three kids, a cat and a dog and some goldfish <laughs> back home? No, whatever his, le- you won't talk about a balance, but the balance mm-hmm. is love and loyalty, which mm. few people understand. Because wow, the wow. heart, the heart in the Hebrew culture, it means character. 
So yeah. the armor bearer says, according to your character, mm -hmm. man, <laughs> the armor bearer says to Jonathan, according to your character, man, I'm with you. Yes, so sir. Jonathan had proven himself mm. far mm -hmm. beyond mm -hmm. him being a prince because that armor bearer, man, he was willing to give up his life. Yes, now, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, now, sir. Uh, everybody, I ain't got it like that. With but that 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 helps me so much because again, what they had established mm -hmm. a purposeful relationship, yes, sir. value, trusted, and respected. This armor bearer mm -hmm. respected his leader, and the balance was love and loyalty. He obviously loved God. Mm -hmm. He loved his leader and was loyal to his leader. But I promise you, as much as the armor bearer loved Jonathan and was loyal to him, so was Jonathan in love mm. with his armor bearer and loyal to him. Because they recognize that on the battlefield, mm. look, man, you got you won't talk about we we do a good <laughs> I got your back when the fight break out, man. Where everybody go, man? <laughs> <laughs> but Jonathan and his armor bearer, I'm convinced they had it like that. So the exactly. balance between leading and following, I submit to you and to this audience, it is rooted in love and loyalty. So Jesus says in Matthew 22, love mm -hmm. the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. And mm -hmm. because again, mm -hmm. when you follow Jonathan, we know Jonathan was a man of faith. Right. The That's armor right. bearer knew that, but mm -hmm. he also knew it was a thousand soldiers on top of that hit but it didn't matter yes, it sir. didn't matter the balance between love and loyalty mm, his faith mm, and understanding of who god uh who, who god had made jonathan mm, man mm, that's mm. why that story will be preached from now through eternity because it sets the example for us it sets the example of what real love and what real loyalty looks like if we can ever learn mm. as servant leaders to mm -hmm. love one another like that, where we'd be willing to lay our lives down. I think it's John 15, 13. Jesus says, greater love have no man than this, that a man will lay down his life for a friend. And when you, we know that mm -hmm. we use, when Jesus used the word love in John 15, it was agape, unconditional, mm -hmm. just as I am, as messed up, tore up, jacked yeah. up, as messed up, all of that. Jesus said, love them anyhow. But yeah. then uh, the word friend, it's a derivative of philos, but mm -hmm. it's philos. So philos in the Greek, it means love and loyalty. Mm. So God is saying it in the Old Testament. Jesus basically repeats this to his disciples before he goes to the cross. Love one another. Mm. Be loyal to one another because this is servant leadership. Wow. See, I told y'all this was going to be good. I told y'all this was going to be good. So do me a favor before I make my comment, please make sure that y'all are liking this. Um, make sure that y'all are sending some love and some hearts out there. Um, I want to be able to say, because again, the example, the, um, the, the show in reference to even the context of scriptures, understanding that is the balance of leading and following is love and loyalty. That again is powerful in and of itself. Um, but it goes also a, across the board. Um, and I believe that that's the thing that helps is when we are loyal and we have love one for another. And, and it's, it, it, it makes it beautiful because even in the example that you used between Jonathan and his armor bearer, what makes it beautiful is it shows there was no competition.
It wasn't it, because they had love and loyalty. They were not competing against one another, trying to show up one another. But it's because we are we are a team effort and we're having love and loyalty one towards another. I can follow you wherever you go. And 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 you are. And because of that context, I will love you enough to be able to lean on you even in moments. So it's it's that beautiful balance. Um, and and as you were talking, one of the things I thought about was, and I'm saying this, I'll just throw this out for uh, for husbands, just because we are both husbands. If you are having a struggle <laughs> with anybody in your household, I'll just blanket it that context of way of where they are having a str- a struggle of being able to follow you. You might need to look at your character. You might need to look and see: is there something in me that's that that's hindering this context of loyalty and love? Um, because the reality of what you said it goes back to what the definition that we started off with that these are foundational things. We're dealing with our character. We're dealing with humility. We're dealing with having the accountability, um, the honesty. You're talking about being truthful. These are all the characters that say, for me as a follower, I can follow you because you have shown yourself to be someone that I can trust my life into. Um, This this armor bearer had to (laughs) be trustworthy because he trusted, again, like you pointed out, he trusted his life into this man. And and without a question, without a second thought, it was automatically, this is where we're going? Well, let's go. I know it's only me and you. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how this thing going to work out. But look, however you, however it's going to happen, we're going to go to this and we're going to do it together. And so I want us to be able to see again, as leaders, this is vitally important um, on both ends as leaders and as followers. Now let's, uh, because this one is going to be a little where we're going to step on just a little bit of toes um, before we before we close it out. I think this will be a nice, good, good transition to start getting closed, because here is what I've I've noticed and seen is a struggle when it comes in reference to leading. Can leaders lead incorrectly? Well, again, the Bible being <laughs> and, you know, one of my favorite sayings is mm-hmm. I got a Bible for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's important that as we continue to build our leadership character, mm-hmm. being the character of Christ, those attributes that we mentioned earlier, humility, mm-hmm. honesty, transparency, vulnerability, accountability, yes, all of those leadership attributes. Mm-hmm. It's important that we continue to build that in us And the humility aspect, it says to us, when you really understand the nature of being what Paul said to Timothy, there are vessels in a great house, Mm -hmm. some to honor, golden, golden, uh, golden Mm -hmm. earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's we all have the potential, though we be vessels in a great house, we all have the potential to be flawed vessels. So he says to Timothy, some to honor, some to dishonor. So Mm -hmm. basically Paul was warning Timothy that it is possible for you to miss it. So now for us to think, Mm -hmm. in other words, just a a simple thought that helps me, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've met very few people 
that have adopted or understood that because mm. we know what we know. Right. But right. what we know is not all there is to know about what we know. Right. right and so. so because we are experienced, because we are accomplished, because we have uh, done many things and have done them well, I would dare say most of us don't even think about, you know, I could be wrong. Mm. But Moses mm -hmm. was wrong when he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Abraham was wrong when he lied about Sarah, his wife being his sister. Yes, sir. Saul was wrong when he disobeyed God. God told him to wipe out the Amalekites, but Saul, King Saul, the people's mm -hmm. chosen leader, he kept uh, Agag alive, he kept the sheep alive, he kept the cattle alive, because basically he was going to use all that for himself, but he came back right. to Samuel talking about, I obeyed the Lord, you was lying. So Saul was wrong. Yes, David, sir. the man after God's own heart, the anointed one, was wrong. Mm, plotting mm, mm, the murder of a man so he could sleep with his wife. Now trust me, I live in a glass house, so I ain't throwing no stones. <laughs> yes, sir. But the point is, or the question is, can we? Yes, we can lead incorrectly. Yes, we can mm -hmm. be in error mm -hmm. when we develop this old mentality from the Isaac brothers' days. It's my thing. I do what I want to do. And Judges 17 and 6, I think, says, and every man did what was right in his own eyes. Oh, so, mm. okay. All right. So now here we have the creation telling the creator, it's my thing. I do what I want to do. Every man do just do what you want to do. But wow. we understand why our nation, why the world, why humanity is in such dark places, because mm -hmm. it began in the garden. Adam and Eve were wrong. So did they leave mm -hmm. incorrectly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just look at their look at their sons. They're influenced. Right. Yes, sir. Did they, did they influence mm -hmm. their children? Got something happened because Cain murders his own brother. Mm. So mm -mm -mm. it is possible as 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 much as God has used us. And, you know, everybody tells us what a wonderful message that was and how it, to God be the glory, because we all are crack vessels. I almost said crack pots. But, you know, that <laughs> kind of takes you towards the mental institution. So I ain't going there. <laughs> but now, don't, don't, because again, that takes us back to the emotional development. Right. Because there were some people, Jesus, when he got through with that man with a thousand demons in him, the mm. Bible says he was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. So you mean to tell me that it's not some folk in the church <laughs> that are not? I'm going to leave that right there. All I know is that Jesus will, will <laughs> all I know is that Jesus will get you in your right mind mm -hmm. and correct you. Yes, he sir. will instruct you. So <laughs> that's why we have to remain humble. Stay before yes, the sir. Lord because I could be wrong, but I've been in ministry 35 years. Okay. But you could be wrong. I'm pastoring a, a 10,000 member church, but you could be wrong. Right. Why? Right. Because we're human.
We're human mm-hmm. beings having a spiritual encounter because like Paul, it's not, am I strong enough? It's not, am I anointed enough? Cause David was anointed. The real right. question becomes, am I dead enough for God to use me? Mm. Am I, has Greg Cruel died enough to his education, his experiences, his whatever? Am I dead enough for God to use me? You strong, be strong in the Lord. Now, don't hear me say the wrong thing. Yes, right. we have to be strong in the Lord. But Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. It's the Christ that lives in me. So the question is not am I strong enough in my natural abilities, what I've accomplished, what I've achieved, what I know. Not mm. am I strong enough, not am I anointed, because we're all anointed. The question is, am I dead enough for God to use me? And you can't hurt a dead man. You can't mm. deceive a dead man because we're led by the spirit. That's Romans 8 and 14. I'm trying to quit here. Somebody <laughs> put that in the comment section. Am I dead enough? Um, that is a very powerful statement. And I think that that is, that's hard. <laughs> just to say the, just to say the, the, the simple way, Some that is very hard. And even as you already said it, but for us to be able to, to walk in this, un, this context of understanding that yes, you might can be wrong is, is, is making sure that you are humble enough to be able to receive that. And I think yeah. that that's probably one of the biggest things is how can I be wrong? Like you said, how can I be wrong when I've been doing this for however many long? How can I be wrong when it's been working the way it's been working? How can I be wrong when, you know, I've been successful in, or, you know, it's been, you know, whatever. It's like, how can I be wrong when these things have been working the way they've been working? And I think sometimes we can, as you already know, we can get puffed up in our successes. Yeah, I think um, I forgot which version of Batman um, um, this movie, uh, this this specific movie is. um, But it was it was a statement in one of those movies that he says, your success has made you weak. Mm. Mm. Um, And and it was this context of understanding. He was I mean, he was he's Batman. So he came down there pulling all his tricks, doing all he doing all he can do. But what the villain in this aspect was helping him to understand is you've been so successful Mm. that now in this moment, you can't even beat me. Is mm. ma- your success has made you lenient, has made you weak, and now I gotta break you, and that's exactly what he did. He literally yeah, yeah, broke yeah, yeah. him because yeah. he, again, he used that context. Your success has made you weak, and I right. think sometimes what we get, we get so caught up in, like I said, the success of it that we don't humble ourselves in a position where I might be doing something wrong. Um, I might be going, I might can be doing this wrong, or I might could have said this wrong, or I might could have whatever. But I think that's the other piece of importance of having the teamwork behind you, having the right people, having, like you said earlier, having the difference, the diversity around you to be able to help you in these moments to not just not to say, oh man, you wrong in this area. But for us to be able to say, okay, if I'm wrong, how do I get the help? 
You know, if I am wrong, how do we make this correct? How do we fix that? And I think that's that piece of going back to where you said that's the love and loyalty. It's you have to be. Yes, you got to walk in that humility, but you have to also have that. Like you said, again, the balance of the two is that love and loyalty in this. And I, I can see that you want to do. <laughs> you want to say something. <laughs> This, this, this is just go ahead, good, sir. man. <laughs> no, go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. But, but go ahead, please. So much going through my mind. I know we're running out of time, but I but I came across this poem some years ago. It simply says, "Your life is writing a story, a chapter mm. each day by the deeds that you do and by the words that you say. People will read what your life writes, whether faithless or true, and what becomes your life story." is really mm. up to you. For mm. us, as we've mm. been talking about building leaders, never we can never forget from where the Lord has brought us from. Because yes, when you yes, remember, mm. I grew That's up on good. the streets of Detroit, I used to think I was so cool, my middle name should have been Frigidaire. I had more <laughs> issues than Walmart got prices, but yet God saved me from all of that. But yes, I'll sir. never yes, forget sir. from where the Lord has brought me from. So anything mm. that mm -mm -mm. God chooses to use me for, for me, and that's what protects me. I'm yeah. going to say it. That's yes, what sir. protects me from hypocrisy. Because mm. I'll never, ever, ever forget mm -hmm. from where the Lord has brought me from. Yes, sir. And see, that's why your life is writing a story. And mm. for us as leaders, it's from the time that we recognize the influence that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because some of us are naturally gifted. Some of us have natural influence with people. Right. But at the same time, it's to God be the glory. That's why, again, the character of God, who being the brightness of his glory, Hebrews 1 and 3, mm -hmm. and the express image of his person. That phrase express image in the Greek is character. So we're back, mm. Hiram, almost to where we began at the very beginning. He who would be great must be servant of all. So mm -hmm. Jesus in John chapter 13, he, he picks up a towel in the base of the water. Same context, different gospel. Same right. time frame because Jesus is sharing the last few hours with his disciples. They were supposed to wash one another's feet. Nobody mm -hmm. did it because if they had washed one another's feet, they would have said, well, you have a greater position than mm -hmm. I do. So Jesus right. let him yes, get sir. through with the fried chicken. He let him get through with the green beans and the and the cinnamon rolls. Then Jesus gets up, grabs a towel in the base of the water. He starts washing the disciples' feet. You know the story. Your audience knows the story. Peter mm -hmm. said, no, Lord, you can't. No. And Jesus said, if I don't, you will not have a part of me. Jesus will talk about what's going to happen in the future. The mm -hmm. anointing, the prophetic call that I have on your life. If, if, if you don't get this. Right. If you don't understand this, mm, 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 you have mm. been called. He was mentoring them. He was discipling them. You've been called to wash one another's feet. So as I've done unto you, you must also do unto others. And Judas was at the same table. Mm. Mm. When you, when mm. we as leaders can wash our Judas feet, mm. the person that has done their very best to destroy your reputation, your character. The person that has done all kinds of ungodly things, said all kinds of mm. ungodly things, when you or I as leaders can wash our Judas feet, we have then arrived, my brothers and sisters, at a place of maturity 
that few people will ever be under, ever be able to understand, but mm. fulfilling what Jesus said in Matthew 20. Whoever would be great amongst you must be servant of some. No, he said servant of all. To yeah. get engage his life to rescue, to help others to escape mm. from the dark places of their lives. Yes, sir. I'm man, this conversation, as you already know, can continue and go on. Um, surely when you're dealing with leadership, it's so much that is jam-packed into those conversations. Um, and there's so many angles and things that we can be able to continue to deal with. I want to say thank you, sir. Um, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you for blessing us tonight. And um, again, I won. I already know I have to have you back. And <laughs> because we we'll have to, up. yeah, we'll we have to continue this conversation. <laughs> um, so, but before we end, I want to do this. I want to give you an opportunity to be able to share um, just some final words before we end. And, um, and then we'll, then we'll go from there. Well, I would, I would simply say, or, or conclude one of the things that has always been very important to me in understanding since the day I got saved, I'll never forget the, the night that I gave my life to the Lord. And mm. from that day in March 1979 to this day, when everything else is passed, only what you do for Christ will last. Mm. And so mm -hmm. God has not called any of us to be famous, but he's called us to be faithful. Yes, and sir. as as he has been faithful to us, his mercies are new every morning. Goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our lives. And so my final comments, Hiram, thank you again for allowing me to be here with you and your audience on tonight, because we have certainly focused on greatness. And yes, the thing about being a great leader, we're back to Matthew 20 again. Yes, Whoever will be great amongst you <laughs> must be servant <laughs> of all. Mm -hmm. And to be a servant leader, that person, we must be determined to be great people because you can't be a great leader without first being a great person. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So again, we say thank you um, again for coming on, Dr. Cruel. And I thank all of you that have watched us, that have uh, commented, that have shown some form of love, all of you that are watching or listening on um, any form of the platform, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or any platform that you're listening to, I want to say thank you again. This conversation, I pray and know that it has been a blessing to you because again, we as all are leaders. We're all leaders. And tonight, what we wanted to make sure, which I believe we have accomplished, is making sure that you have the tools, the material, and the understanding of how to be able to build and be a great leader. And so continue to be blessed and make sure that you are returning back here every first and third Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast. We thank you and we love you and we'll see you next time. Talk to y'all later. I want to say thank you for listening today to the Focus on Greatness podcast. My hope and desire is that this was helpful to you. It gave you the tools that you needed to be able to continue to find the greatness that's within you. Thank you again for joining me and continue to be a part of this greatness family. Talk to you later.